Hey Universe, it's the 24th of March and this is the last uh, mini segment of the stitched together recording uh, that is about to follow. And I'm only using this introduction to explain that because this is my 299th episode, I felt like I wanted to get a few things into the mix to prepare for the 300th episode. And so there are roughly six uh, stitched together little recordings here that all make up the next recording that I guess is the big one. Whatever. I think this is going to end up being over an hour long, given how much time I spent on my bracket, my Sweet 16, Four Reasons to Quit Your Job. Yeah, that one went a little long. I agree. But indulgent in my own creativity, I can get. So, there's a lot of column A and a lot of column B in this one. Just wanted to throw it all at the clearance rack while the price was still $2.99. So, enjoy. Worse and better stuff yet to come. <clears throat> Alright, I don't know about you, Universe, but I love a great number coincidental sync-up. I just feel like when I see these, it means that I'm seeing the Universe correctly. And believe it or not, I have been up for 33 and a third hours, except for the three and a half hours or 333 nap I got between 4.30 and 7 in the morning. Well, let's say I was up at 7 and then out of bed at 8. So, hmm. Maybe it's not the perfect sync, but I love my threes. And uh, speaking of threes, I spent the night with my parents watching basketball. And it was fucking great. <laughs> I mean, the basketball was phenomenal, so let's be honest. Uh, it was pretty easy to enjoy your time watching three of those four games. Uh, and this is just the best tournament of the year. If you can't enjoy the NCAA tournament, well, then don't watch sports. Even I can enjoy this tournament, and I'm a cynical sports abandonment candidate. I could any day decide sports are beneath me and never watch them again. But I always think, can I include the NCAA Final Four tournament in that? Can I really? The um, quality of the games was outrageous. That Michigan State-Kansas uh, State game was, in my opinion, one of the top five college basketball games I've seen played. So, thoroughly enjoyed the entertainment, but unexpectedly really enjoyed my parents' company. My dad was pretty goofball-y, um, and <laughs> he's weirdly picking up uh, more strategy in, in, I think, well, basketball for sure. I don't think he's ever played much basketball, so I don't know that he has the strategy. I never played much basketball, so I'm not trying to be superior, but... I think I've watched more or played more arcade basketball, <laughs> whatever it is. I mean, I can speak defenses and offenses on the generic level. I can see when teams are uh, loading a heavy on one side or opening up a kick it out, whatever. These are the things you learn in the casual uh, fandom of the NBA. Uh, anyhow, though my knowledge may be a little more advanced than that, it's not much. And so to see him enter the the game of um, of player dynamic and movement and have ball handling and and getting uh, the ball inside at the right time, uh, bringing the ball up the court appropriately. I mean, he he has a little bit more wherewithal when it comes to actually analyzing the game. So it's not always just uh, yeah, well, whatever, Dad, um, which is nice because we can actually have a conversation about the strategic developments inside the game. And he has an opinion that's now valid. And he didn't until about, I don't know, a year ago. So good for him. That must mean he's watching a shit ton more sports and reading less. Although, no, I see him with a book in his hand every time I see him. Huh. You know, that's true. I actually see my father with a book in his hand every time I see him. He carries a book with him everywhere. Whatever book he's reading. 
Yeah. And around the house, too. Like, fucking good luck charm or something. I don't know. But whatever. Everyone's got their proclivities, their idiosyncrasies, their Linus blankets that make them feel comfortable. Um, I'm sure I have mine. And I never besmirch somebody what they need in this life to feel like they're sustaining a good version of it. What do you, what do you want to hold someone back for or knock someone down for or make them feel bad about something? I don't know. Like, it's so easy to just let people be and appreciate them for whatever they can give in that capacity than it is to try to, I don't know, system update or go around, rewire, or in any way make people do something that they're not born to do. And my day started pretty uh, uh, chored. <sighs> Boy, it's late, so we're going to just knock a couple things out while I'm thinking about them because I didn't want to forget about them. I'm going to get some sleep and we'll finish this one tomorrow. What I wanted to get out was I spent a lot of time with my mom alone and laid all the fucking late, latest news on her, which freaked her the fuck out, which I should have thought about that. That wasn't a very kind thing to do. And yet... The best thing for me to do is to just give her the truth and then we'll deal with the fallout. But now that I'm more sensitive to how she handles my truth, well, I got to deliver it better. So that's note to self. And I don't know why my mom and I have vibrational hums that are, I have to fight to keep my mood up around my mom. Because she is so draining. She can pull the energy out of me quicker than I can fucking develop it. And and she's a master of reliving moments that's, that she was legitimately slighted. And not again and again and again, but she'll have a conversation with me about something that I think happened last week, but it's the same event that happened in October. I'm like, yeah, we've talked about this. Why are you bringing that up? And it's not senility. It's, it's grudge. And I, I mean, my mom doesn't really hold grudges. She's the sweetest cupcake of a old lady there is, except if she's been kind of fucking pissed on, which because my brother-in-law is kind of a dunderhead in certain ways, 2%, 98% fucking on target. But when he's casually overlooking shit, there's fallout. And she always seems to be in that room. I think she puts herself in a position to have mud rain down. And I didn't get that far with her today to tell her that part. Um, But I at least told her that I think a lot of the negative energy she holds on to from whatever ago can only make your life worse. Because you can't go back in time. You can't relive it. There's nothing you can do except what, feel remorse over it? So, was it such a tragic event? You're really still living it six months later? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, given that she offered me the painfully easy lesson of, at some point, and I do this seconds after events, but at some point, let go of that which didn't go well and move on to something that might go better. Um, so I made that headway with my mom and we got my dog to the dog park, which now has to happen in a vehicle. Cause she's too, she's got a basketball basically hanging off her left side. And, uh, that puts her in, uh, she didn't even make it around the dog park once we made it to the bench. That's like close to, well, not close, but on the same side of the dog park as the gate sat down, dog sat down right at our feet. We were like the oldest thing in the dog park. I have my 80-year-old mom, my 50-year-old self, and my 12-year-old dog sitting on the bench watching all the other dogs run around and carouse and have fun. But the three old people were fine just sitting on the bench watching all the action. And then at one point, Phoebe gets up, walks over to the water, has a drink, and that was it. But that took about 45 minutes because my mom is old and Phoebe can barely move. So we spent that time just conversing and... Uh, you know, I always try to find out how she's doing. What, like, what's the best thing going on? 
Tell me something good. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what are you upbeat about? Um, but she was just, she just wanted, sometimes, you know, those people who just want to have a complain day. Like, can I just complain today? Why, why you always got to not let me complain? Well, because complaining is negative energy. But go ahead, have a complaining day. But can you shut this down tomorrow so that we can get back to having good days? Again, I get that there are people who feel they're, they're owed some fucking bitching. Yeah, I know. You think that way? Uh, I think you're diminishing yourself by allowing those type of reactions to be in your quiver. I mean, fuck it. What? What? What is regret? What is it? Wishing you had done better? Is that what regret is? Wishing you hadn't gotten fucked over? Is that what regret is? Wishing you had done something that you never leveraged or took the chance to do? Is that what regret is? Regret is dumb. Regret is not thinking forward. It's wishing backward. And... Listen, I've done some skeezy, stupid-ass shit. You know? And I'm not going to look back on my life review and want to hop into every fucking moment and say, yeah, let's do this all over again. Fuck no. I mean, I hurt some people. I acted immaturely. I acted knowingly, wrongly. I mean, you name it, I'm going to fucking review it, and it's going to hurt. But I'll wait till that to start really thinking about what I could have done better because I got no chance here to do anything but enjoy this moment and be a better person now. So the more I've done that, the more that stuff I realize is completely irrelevant. It is nothing but anchoring your potential to realize yourself right now. Any guilt, shame, or grudge you're holding, fucking get rid of it. Yesterday. Um, that was one of the things I got on to talk about. What do you know? Look at that. Is that a first? <gasps> is this $2.99? Oh my God, this is $2.99. Shit. Well, that's okay. This might be a, you know, this is the perfect episode to be on a Clarence special. Like, I might just do four, nine-ish minute uh, things here and call that the episode. $2.99, fuck, $2.99. That's actually probably the most common price of my of my childhood. Like everything was two ninety nine, but or dollar ninety nine. I mean, those were those were big ones. Ninety nine cents didn't have its own store yet, so it was also a big one. But I digress. Obviously, um, what was the other thing I'm talking about? I should figure that one out while I'm here. I was talking about oh, time with my dad. So. We talked about this strategy thing. That's fine. That's good. That's him. That's actually him coming to me, trying to communicate in, in a language that I think he's intrigued by. I think he likes thinking through sports strategy and and um, and developing a, a, a counterattack to whatever they're presenting. Like, he's now seeing that side of the game, which he's never seen before. So, being able to talk, almost coach talk with him, um, in a way that he's developing his own thinking process of how coaching should be developed. Uh, you know, fuck. Hell, I'll take a decade of that topic material to chew over popcorn at the goddamn kitchen table. Hell yeah. We've never had this. So this is fresh. And he's a pretty interesting dude who will figure shit out pretty quick once he knows what he's looking at. So this is, this is all fucking good stuff, right? But most of what was fun tonight is we were just chilling out being dudes. Like... And my mom was in the living room watching the same game. And I was flipping back between both of them. And she was coming into the kitchen to get pizza. And he was, actually, I don't know if he ever left the kitchen. Probably not. But doesn't matter. They were communicating. I know they yelled at each other from across the rooms. And there was, um, there was just, it was a festive atmosphere. The games were awesome. My mom was into the games, which is about an every four-year event. So, and she picked all four winners. She was just rooting for whoever, but they uh, she had, she rooted for all four winners. Yay! That is a perfect night for a mom. Um, and so, yeah, I had that kind of a night with my parents. After fucking bailing on them Sunday because they were such crotch rockets, 
I mean, I don't mean they were little Kawasaki rockets or motorcycles. Um, they were, they were crusty old people Sunday night. And I can sit around and try to help them combat that intuition or I can get the fuck out. And I got the fuck out that night. I just wasn't up for it. But I knew that meant that I had to come Thursday with some fucking prepared to stay. Like whatever they were going to throw at me, I was going to combat and remind them that they're good people and stop being so bitchy. But it just wasn't there tonight. They were all fucking happy. They were happy. And this is after I kind of dragged my mom through the mud today. You know, I know when she hears some of my truth, she just goes, man, who are you? And that's okay. But I got through to her on something today that I know I opened her brain a little bit. I always like opening my mom's brain. I mean, her heart's always wide open, so what are you going to do with that, right? Uh, I'm going to pause till tomorrow. I think this is enough. Bye. Hey, whoa, I'm back because one of the things I meant to get on to talk about was my podcast, which is my, what, personal diary to my dog. I mean, this is my mental musings about my mental entanglements to help be less entangled. That's all it is. And it's personal and for me always. If anybody's eavesdropping, I don't give a shit. I hope it helps. And if it doesn't, I don't care. But that doesn't mean that I'm not willing to think through being of listenable value, which I'm probably not right now, let's be honest. But if you're going to publicly provide, well, I just, I never thought anybody would be interested in listening to more than maybe 15 minutes of what I have to say. There might be a time when you could tune into something that was particularly pertinent because we were suffering the same conundrum and I just happened to snap something or get stuck in a place that you're like, oh my God, I can unstick that. Whatever. There could be that sort of, I don't know, residual value or uh, <laughs> coincidental uh, takeaway of some other way to think about something because I usually am thinking about things backwards. So if you're thinking forwards and I'm probably going to give you an opportunity to think something completely different. And because of that, I just assume I've got about a 20 minute window of tolerance for 99% of the human race, if not 99.99999. Now, I say 99 because in a conversation, I can wander in and out of whatever territory anybody wants to talk about. I mean, topically relevant enough to have the knowledge base in which to carry the conversation. I'm not just going to make shit up and try to fucking bullshit my resume. But if we're just going to talk souls and fucking space, you know, what resume do I have to bring other than the one that's my fucking life? So that's kind of what this is. Souls and space. Because... How many questions do you still have about life at 53, almost 54? Thousands? Doesn't seem fair, right? So, now, I'm in the center of Brainwash America, where uh, little good white boys like me got told they were fucking exceptional, and then drilled into a community of goddamn plasticity that turned me into a goddamn zombie fucking raging maniac until I realized I was falling for all the stupid cues that the stupid people were using to make people like me stupid. So, from that I emerge, which makes me mostly unlistenable. But, there are three people now. I'm assuming three. There are at least two. Who have downloaded my entire catalog in one day. Which I find fucking weird because a my catalog is so eclectic that that can't be very listenable it's big and it's it's tedious there's so much oh mm, i don't know what i will do eventually is take the time to go back and listen to all that shit and edit like, I understand that editing has value, but I wasn't going to be able to get to this point without going through all of the 
mental masturbation that exists in those early episodes. And I understand a lot of that shit's just like, why do you think I don't want to go listen to it? But I can only... I can only learn how to make this process work right by having made mistakes doing it in the first place. This is me, me alone, thinking through what I want to do and then fixing what I fuck up. And the things I'm fucking up, in retrospect, are things like leaving a catalog full of mediocrity for people to sift through to find something of value. If in 299 recordings, I have... 74 minutes of true value, well, then, yeah, editing is not only acceptable, it's fucking necessary. But the truth is, I have a lot of wandering in and out of territories that may sound dumb in the first five minutes, but by the time I get to 20 minutes, I've made my point, even if it's circuitous as fuck to get there. So there's that resistance to any redlining of anything in my past. I figure if you want to down the whole fucking catalog and, and listen to all of it, whoever you are in Paris, the fuck are you thinking? But whatever. Um, so there's that still have four States that haven't downloaded me. Yay. Go Vermont, go South Dakota, go Montana. No, Montana downloaded me. Sorry. Montana did it. Montana did it. No, it's Wyoming and Idaho, Wyoming and Idaho, Vermont, South Dakota. I'm going to guess of that group, Idaho's next. That's my guess. Actually, I should guess Wyoming, to be honest. They are all over the perimeter of Wyoming. Oh, my God. How many people live on the other side of the Wyoming border? A lot. But no Wyoming yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, Idaho. There's not a lot of activity in the Idaho area. That eastern Washington, Oregon, no. And Montana has one. Uh, so, you know, it ain't exactly a hopping uh, podcast. And that's the point. This is not a podcast for the masses. Fuck no. Jesus. Uh, fuck no Jesus. Uh, was there no Jesus? I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, you'd think I was smoking weed, but I'm not. The Oh, and the one thing that I am smoking, because I, I will admit that it's hard to give up the habit of, of like inhaling shit, um, is this CBD oil that I bought fucking long time ago. Like, I never actually thought I'd use this. I thought I'd give it away. But since it's basically THC-free, it's 100 to 1 mixes. And the energy level I have, maybe this shit really works. Because here I am now, I've been up for 34 of the last 37 hours, and I'm pretty goddamn okay. Like, if I had to go make dinner right now, I'd be fine to do it, and eat, and clean up, and probably take out the trash. You know, whatever, maybe not. But if this is sobriety, there's a fuckload more energy here than there used to be in my old stone self. And I thought I was pretty energetic there. I mean, I was only sleeping six hours a night, seven, eight if I really needed it, but rarely. And now I'm getting three, four, and I'm fine. And that's been for four or five nights now. Anyway, um, so maybe it's a combination of CBD and no weed and nothing else. But, whatever. Um, it, it does feel good to be healthy, though. Fuck, I feel like I might be the healthiest I've ever been. And I'm 54 in three months. And I've been pretty healthy at some points in life. I've also been extraordinarily unhealthy. I don't want to pretend. I one time weighed 208 pounds, and I currently weigh 159. So, yeah, I've been all over that one. And um, that is not what I got back on to talk about. What I got back on to talk about is, if you are listening to this, and I have no idea why you would be, but if you are, your, your ability to pull something of value from this should be tiny. If you've already gotten something of value here, walk out and leverage that and move forward on your own. Everything that you need to succeed, you already have. There's no need to go figure shit out. Well, no, that is the whole point. You're figuring shit out. That's your point. But taking on what other people have figured out as something that then compositely helps build you out? No, no, it doesn't. Now, sparked by others' creativity or injection happens all the time. And that's what you're looking for. 
a spark. Because you should be the kind of kindling that as soon as a spark hits, you're ablaze. And that's what you're coming to find, is the motivation to set yourself on fire. Or at least, is that what I'm hoping people are coming to find? No. But not my worst analogy, metaphor, or simile. Does that even apply here? Probably not positive. Okay, in other words, everyone's here to do their thing their way. With their intent, their intuition, their gut feelings, their analytics, their wherewithal, reading the room, taking it all in and bobbing and weaving their way into the winner's circle. Whatever it is that you want to use as your motivation to think that there's nothing here to gain other than the experience of being yourself in circumstances that will both uplift you, challenge you, drag you down, and turn you into something better than what you are right now. So, if planet Earth is doing anything, and doing it well, it's giving you the opportunity to think, well, I mean, I can do better than that, right? Can't we all do better? Exactly. Now, 25 minutes and 12 seconds into this, I'm going to get some sleep. So, talk to you tomorrow. All right. I'm making cookies that need to come out of the oven in eight minutes. It is 2.25 in the morning. Yep, it's 2.27. Wait, is that time right? Because this does matter. I'm making cookies. Uh, so I'm going to use this opportunity to uh, go through my, um, my plan to, to uniquely address every single employee at Home Depot on my way out the door after only having worked there a year, but also having worked there during the years 2017 and 2018 and 24 months of employment almost to the day. And this is a year of employment almost to the day. So obviously I had a three year commitment of karma due to this geographical location that I think I've now paid off. But because I feel so karmically even, I want to leave uh, with all the good reciprocal vibration that comes from thanking everybody for the opportunity to work with them and telling them why that actually means something to me instead of just saying, hey man, thanks. No, you remember that time that we were doing that lift in the back and you slowed down and made me go get gloves? I actually appreciated that you did that. And I remember it to this day and I will remember you. So I thank you and I appreciate working with you. I have a moment like that with almost everybody on staff. So, why not, why not leave on a high note, right, George Costanza? Here's your chance. Here's your chance to go out the door, leaving a good taste in every single person's mouth. Now that, that might be my worst analogy. And, yet, I actually had this conversation with somebody recently, I think, or I talked to the dog about it, where there's no reason not to give people the absolute best of you at a moment when you're making the memory of your relationship together. This is, this is a time when everyone's vibrational energy will truly sync with mine, because I will address the entire staff one at a time in a personal thank you of let's keep doing better with our lives. I expect that of you and that's what I'm off to do. So I'll see you at some point on the cosmic highway and I appreciate working with you now. And this is why or something like that. So the people who I actually developed relationships with who are my coworker Posse and Entourage, and Posse being the ones that deserve the the true, hey, this is what I'm going to miss, and it's going to be these things about you, because I really liked working with you. You were a great coworker, and I enjoyed every shift that you were scheduled with me. Those people are about, well, 
they may occupy more than one hand, but they don't occupy a full two. So I figure I got to bang one of those out every day, right? I got about nine, what do I have left? Nine days? Something like that. And six, the next six are working. So I'm going to be fucking tired and I'm not going to want to do these, but I'm also going to be inspired as to what I should be doing for people. Cause I'll have moments where I'm like, Oh yeah, now I know what to do for that guy. So I better carry a notebook around with me so I can jot down notes so that I can minimize my fucking trying to remember what I was thinking about that guy. Cause I know I had an idea about him, but now I can't remember what the fuck it was. There'll be enough of that with me writing stuff down. So <sighs> carry paper to work tomorrow. Anyway, that's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is, this is something I've never done before. I always like to slip out the door and just say, thanks for the party, enjoyed myself, got something else to do. Which is the truth. <laughs> I mean, I could very easily fall into that maneuver comfortably. Now that I've brought it into the zeitgeist, let me try to expunge it from my mind so that I don't just chicken out here and not actually try to be a good person to people. And I know this is overkill. I know that I smother people. I know that people constantly tell me to back off and stop. I'm overwhelming them, yada, yada. I get it. Why do you think I do this alone? This way, who am I overwhelming but those who opt to be overwhelmed? Your fault, not mine. So, five minutes into this, let's see if I can bring three more minutes of contextual and logically sequenced value here. If, if I don't at least make it meaningful for the people, let's say the six to eight people that I really do feel like I want to stay in touch with, then I might miss the opportunity to develop good friendships. So there's that. And I do think I'm developing good friendships. As a matter of fact, that might be the worst reason to stay at a job because you're getting to the point where you just kind of want to hang out with the people there. I mean, uh, yeah, kind of get into that slot. So if, if I can maintain, you know, friendship with say half that group, that's a huge win. That means in one year at Home Depot, I will have developed four or five really good friends. Fuck yeah. Good. Great. Awesome. And then there's the whole sort of, uh, let's say, uh, mm, something about the size of a second grade classroom full of people that are sitting in the next tier that had I worked directly with might be in the first tier. It's just, you can only get to know so many people so well when you're working. So they're the periphery, but the good periphery. And you want to make sure that you tell them right that they had an impact, even if it was incidental or from afar or not sustainable, because given our jobs, how are we going to relate every day? A good example of this is the AP department, who I've had really good interactions with all three of them, meaningful interactions. So they're definitely on the list, but I don't know that they're on the same list that Brisa and Julie are on. You know what I mean? Like there's a level at which we can only be so compatible and have had so much meaning and texture. But those in my department who fucking have my back? Well, yeah, that's a totally different level of thank you. So, but once you get to that group, well, first of all, walling off who's in that group gets tough. Except you can kind of wall off who's not in that group. And then you start to just think about the employees you don't really have much with. And it's like, oh but I feel like I have enough with everybody because I was pretty friendly. I was nice. I didn't, you know, I didn't get involved in the backroom gossip. I just fucking did my shit. So I don't think there's a whole lot of angst coming back at me. I don't think anybody's all that disappointed in me, except that I quit. Um, so really, it then becomes the decision, well, I mean, <laughs> it's like Valentine's Day in third grade, right? Everybody gets a card. Hey, look, eight minutes and four seconds. I'm going to go get some cookies. Welcome, morning, universe. It is, mm, what day is it now? Is it the 25th? Is that how that works? That is how that works. It is now, oh, wait, no, it's Friday the 24th. Yeah, it's been the 24th the whole time, right? I think. Anyway, 
I've gotten my three, four hours of sleep, so I'm back to full of energy and enjoying a couple of cookies. Well, at least one, right, Phoebe? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I kind of wanted to transition into a thought I was having last night that I couldn't crystallize enough to get on one of the earlier parts of the recording here. But what if the biggest concern humanity has is, wait, you're pregnant? Did you say you're pregnant? Fuck. Seriously. Why why do we have a system that allows us to bring unwanted children into the world? And by unwanted, I'm being very generous and loose with my definition. I have no children that I know of. Being a man... I can't speak specifically to having no children, because I don't truly know. How could I? Well, I could never have had sex. And having had sex twice, I feel like there's a chance one of those women got pregnant. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, I unfortunately live still with the fear that there will be a knock on my door. Hell, Lily probably is that person and just never told me. So... women have the one advantage of knowing how many kids they've had. Men don't have that advantage. Men have the advantage of not knowing how many kids they've had. And so here we sit with these advantages that seem useless, unearned, and if anything, like they aren't advantages. Because our system of child uh, development or creation is a little haphazard. In fact, my question, since we now are medically capable of this with no uh, setback whatsoever, why isn't everybody on fucking birth control? Everybody. Until you want to have a child. Then you come off. As soon as that child is conceived, right back on you go. Can you imagine a society with only intentioned children? Intended children, even? Well, intentioned children would be nice, too. But the idea that so many lives are, quote-unquote, miraculously disrupted by God, because that's the way things are supposed to work out, well, okay. (laughs) But what if we were to plan shit and make it work out that way, instead of just accepting God works in mysterious ways. So, from what the ultrasound says, I think we're having triplets. Oh! I just got that job at Burger King. We can't afford three kids. They're not even working. Because we got married. (sighs) Issues, right? They're just staticky unnecessary, debilitating frequencies that we allow to disrupt our lives. Like unexpected, unintended pregnancies. Talk about a life disruptor. And why do we do this? What, because we can? Pause. All right. Who was that guy like? Three seconds ago, that was all pissy about fucking getting pregnant. Guys don't get pregnant. What the hell are you even talking about? <clears throat> well, back to you, Dave. Uh, is Dave here? Phoebe, is Dave here? No. Has Dave ever even shown up? Do, do we have anything on Dave? Is Dave even real? Well, let's not even worry about Dave. Because what I'm thinking is... We're writing this the heart of the Sweet 16. And I couldn't resist last year doing the Sweet 16 uh, tournament of reasons to uh, be uh, in the job you're in or something like that. I don't really remember what it was, but it was something like that, Um, which is fine, 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 whatever. But I thought today in somewhat 
tribute to my own circumstance, we would discuss the Sweet 16 reasons for quitting your fucking job. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. That's not one of them, but it could have been. Because all you want to do on the way out the door is flip the bird and say, hell yeah. Well, that was probably like, if we were in the original 64 or maybe even down to the first round and knocked to 32, I'm sure hell yeah would have been on the list. But we're at the Sweet 16. These are the true candidates. And should we go seed by seed? Like the number four seeds. Yes, let's do that. Okay, the number four seeds. The low reasons, the ones that generally I think if these are the reasons you have to quit your job, you probably aren't all that excited you're quitting your job. Because I would say that the lowest seed we've got on the bracket coming out of the, we'll call that southern region, is forced incarceration. Forced incarceration is a shitty reason to have to quit your job. So that's why it's a fourth seed. The next on the fourth seed coming out of the uh, western region, well, homelessness. Homelessness is a shitty reason to have to quit your job. Which is why we're going to go look in that eastern division and see what their fourth seed is. Oh, look, you got sick or you got hurt. So you have to quit your job. Because this is America. And unless you've got some sort of compensation insurance and other shit covering your ass because you were stupid enough to walk into a concrete mixer, well, you got sick, buddy. Can't do the job. Got to quit. And then the fourth, and in my opinion, the so American reason to have to quit your job, well, because your industry collapsed or moved overseas. Duh. Okay, so then our third seeds. Slightly better reasons to have to quit your job, but still not the greatest reasons. We'll start here in the Northern Division, where we just were. In the third slot, well, you were drafted. Now, I understand that we have abolished the draft as of now. As of now. The uh, Eastern Division, where we just saw get hurt, get sick. Skills deterioration. You're no longer relevant. You can't even get work because you're anachronistic. And coming out of the Southern Division, well, you need a career change. You just want a career change. Okay. Then our final third seed out of the, uh, what is this, the Western Division? My boss is a dick. So I quit. Yeah. Let's look at the number two seeds. Staying in that same division, well, you're going back for your education. Okay. That would be a more legitimate reason to quit. Let's see what they think of in the northern division. Oh, look at that. Your coworkers suck. Hmm? That's certainly better than your industry collapsed, right? Over in the uh, southern division, because you want to. That's a cousin of hell yeah. And then out in the, uh, um, what is that? The Eastern Division? Oh, what? well, whatever. This division, because you're a whistleblower. Now, that's starting to really climb the ladder of integrity. Where we're going to find some of the most integrity is in our number one seats, obviously. Starting with the Southern Division, I got a better job. Yeah, got a better job. And I didn't put got promoted here because technically that's not quitting your job. That's just ascending. So promoted was not eligible for this tournament. Uh, so coming out of the Western Division, I got married. Yeah, got married. There's a good one. All right. Coming out of the Eastern Division, you got retired. I retire. See ya. Yeah, 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 yeah. Retirement. And then from the Northern Division, I inherited a bunch of money and no longer have to work. Or 
its brother. I won the lottery. I no longer have to work. Came into a financial windfall. No longer have to work. So our number one seeds got married, got a better job. I'm retiring and I got a lot of money. So no longer have to work. There you go, folks. In my opinion, that's my sweet 16 of reasons to quit your job. So let's see how these games played out. Let's look at how our Southern Division went down. So, got a better job, started up against forced incarceration. Well, I don't think there's anybody in the world that would think it was better to uh, to endure forced incarceration over got a better job. A better job is always better than going to jail, even though you still have to work. Well, yeah, it is. So, got a better job, moved on to the next round. When Because You Want To came up against I Need a Career Change, I Need a Career Change barely showed up for the game. It was an embarrassing onslaught. Because I Want To moves on to round two against I Got a Better Job. Now, in our Western Division, where I got married, faced I'm Homeless, I had... This, this was an unexpectedly close game. And I think it's because there are way more people quitting their jobs today because they got homeless than because they got married. So, I don't know how married squeaked by here, but it did on that last second buzzer beater. So, I got married, moved on to the next round, shakily. Uh, going back for some education versus my boss is a dick. Well, that's easy. Quit because your boss is a dick. You'll feel like a fucking Superman. Quit because you have to go back to fucking get a master's degree. You'll, you'll feel like something else. So, coming out of our Western bracket, moving on to the next round is I got married and my boss is a dick. So what's happening in that Northern Division where you came into that financial windfall that played against I got hurt, I got sick. Well, let's face it. In America, the number one reason people want to quit their jobs is because all of a sudden they got some free money. So that had to move on. Then when whistleblower went up against your skills deteriorated, well, we know which one you're actually probably quitting because of, but let's move the whistleblower along because we like nobility. Which leaves us with our uh, Eastern Division, where retirement goes up against industry collapse. And here, ladies and gentlemen, we have our very first big upset because there are so many people in America now having to come out of retirement just to afford to eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And with so many industries collapsing around here, I mean, industry collapse. How did they even become a four seed? That should have been rethought in the original distribution. But yes, in a big upset, your industry collapsed and moved overseas. Moves on to the second round. So if your coworkers suck or you got drafted, well, again, drafted's on here because we all know this is America. But your coworkers suck. Well, that's probably true of almost every job. So let's just go ahead and throw the most common reason that you really want to quit is because your coworkers suck. Okay, so on to the second round in our uh, Eastern Division. Our coworkers suck, and my industry collapsed. All right, so uh, I'll tell you what. Let me uh, take a break here so I can swallow some liquid and not talk like I'm smoking cigarettes, and I'll be back. In fact, let's take this opportunity to hear from the official drink sponsor of the Why I Quit My Job Tournament of 2023. Woohoo! And that would be, what is this stuff called? Uh, Lime Drink Mix from Walmart. Okay. Hello, fellow consumers. Today I'd like to talk to you about why I fucking hate Walmart. And, yeah, I have a list, like everybody. But we're cherry-picking today because our drink sponsor, the Lime Water Enhancer, 
that used to be sold at Walmart for a dollar six a box that got you eight packets and was fantastic. It's lime, lemonade. Well, wait, what, what am I trying to say? If lemonade were made with limes and it was really good, this is what it would be. In fact, my two summers ago, I pretty much drank this exclusively. This is, I think, what finally switched me off Diet Mountain Dew was the idea that this stuff started tasting better. And frankly, Diet Mountain Dew ruined the recipe again, so fuck them. But the, the pain point here at Walmart isn't that the packaging has deteriorated and you can barely even open those little packets anymore for whatever reason you did that. But no, that's not really... The pain point here at Walmart is you took it away. And you also took away the cantaloupe water. The two things I thought you had finally gotten right are gone. And you do this all the time. And I, I'm already waiting to break up with snickerdoodle fucking Pop-Tarts. Why? Because I know they're, at best, a six-month offering. And it's not even like that's not the perfect window for those to exist for me. I don't need to be eating Pop-Tarts. That's not even food. But those snickerdoodle Pop-Tarts taste fucking great, especially if you're high. So, there is a slight reward. That said... Why'd you take away the lime drink? Why'd you do it? Like, what was the point? You could still sell. You could sell it for three times the price. I would still buy it. You could. You, oh, why'd you do it, Walmart? Why'd you do this? Like, why do you? Why do you have something good and then rip it out of my hands? Fuck you. All right, <clears throat> back to the tournament. Sorry about that. Uh, I just the reason this is an issue. This wouldn't even have come up, except one of the people I helped last month had this basket filled with little drink enhancers. I mean, talk about something I was immediately interested in. Oh, what's that basket over there? I don't even recognize those little tubes of powdery drink mix. What, what is that? Holy shit. They had like everyone that had ever been invented. I mean, we're talking like pina colada and strawberry daiquiri and all that kind of shit, right? They just had the buffet of water potential. Yes, they had Propel Yes, they had Gatorade. Yes, they had Skittles. Yes, they had Starburst. They had them all. Including two packets of that lime drink mix from Walmart. Fuck! Yeah, they did. And guess what? I've been saving them. And I just used one of them. So I still have one. But this is the lime drink from Walmart from two years ago that I'm about to experience again for the very first time. So, on that note, I raise a glass and say, congratulations, Walmart. You may have ruined my summer last summer, but this summer, look at this. I'm already enjoying that lime drink. Ah. God, that's good. I mean, seriously. Oh. That's the best powdered drink mix I've ever had. And it no longer exists. Well, fuck you, Walmart. For many reasons, but specifically for that one. Alright, now let's get back to that tournament. Pause. Okay. We're down to the, what, Elite Eight? The Elite Eight. Where should we start? Let's start in the East. Where your coworkers suck comes up against, your industry collapsed. Well, in America, boy, both of those are so possible. But given the way things are going around here and how much I actually like my coworkers right now, we had to move industry collapsed into the final round. Yes, I know they're a bottom seed. Yes, I know this is a huge upset again because the last thing anybody with any kind of uh, what do we call those people? Um, uh, political demons in them? In other words, people who actually are working in Washington? If you say the words industry collapsed, they say things like uh, COVID shots or 
uh, we need to get this guy uh, some uh, some incarceration. Can we make what he's saying illegal and then incarcerate him for having said it? Uh, so, yeah, industry collapsed. Goes to the final four because this is America. Now, coming out of the South, where, frankly, I think some of the big underdogs were sitting. Well, when want to, just want to, I want to, I want to, came up against, I got a better job. Well, for me, that was an easy decision. Because I want to quit versus I got to go do a different job, but I think it's better. Uh Uh-uh. I want to quit. So I did. Moves into the final four. That brings us to the West Division. Where I got married is now facing my boss is a dick. Well, with so much of the early uh, money coming in on my boss is a dick, given the way that marriage almost lost to homelessness, you would think marriage wouldn't even have a chance here. Because... Quitting because your boss is a dick might be the best feeling a human being can possibly have. Walking out the door, finger raised, saying, fuck you, you're a dick. Oh, man. I've only done it twice. But I still am showering in the fucking warmth that those days created for me. And since I never got married, hell, I never made it past month 20. Well, this one was an easy one. I got married, goes to the final four. Because let's face it, if really you're quitting because you got married, well then, fuck yeah, you hit the marriage jackpot. Good for you. I mean, if there is such a thing as a marriage jackpot, but whatever. You're quitting your job, so there's that upside. I mean, yeah, you would be with this one person for the rest of your life. and fucking, That's going to be great. Okay, so now we're at the final four. Should we have another commercial break? I mean, I do have one more packet of that limeade. You know what? (sighs) Walmart, I'm sorry. This commercial break will be presented to, I think I owe Walmart an apology. Hello, Walmart. First of all, I want you to understand that, yes, of course, uh, I'm aware that there are limitations in product offerings right now, that supply chains are all disrupted, and somebody decided to park 100 cargo boats off the coast of America so that we could all sit there and say, yeah, but I thought my shoes would have been here last week. They're still not here. And I get it, right? I mean, this this whole concept of storing goods because there may be some demand for them that accelerates in a future date, so we might want more of them to be prepared to sell. I mean, that was such a cumbersome system compared to just-in-time delivery, right? I mean, this shit arrived just in time. It's like that kid that used to wash cars at Enterprise that I worked at, named Just In Case. What if we had Just In Case supplies at Walmart? Just in case we wanted them, or just in case we needed them, or just in case fucking pandemic hit. I'm just wondering if, instead of promoting Mr. Time, we should have promoted Mr. Case. Walmart, what do you think? All right, back to the tournament, right? Uh, did Dave come in? Dave still hasn't even shown up today? Well, then at least Doc is sick time, right? Ah, oh, this company is so disorganized. I don't even know why I work here. But I do know why Dave works here. Because he gets away with fucking everything. That, that was one I could have put on the list. Because you don't get away with anything at your job and your coworkers get away with everything. Yeah, but technically that's under coworkers suck. Okay, to the final four we go. Where in our Western Division champion, Married, faces our Southern Division champion, because uh, I wanted to. Well, uh, if we're just going by the reasons I've quit my job, uh, it's a five to nothing uh, slate here. Because I want to, yeah, five times. Because I got married, none. So, because I want to, most to the championship game. Because I wanted to. I quit. Okay. Sounds good to me. Obviously. 
And I would say that's probably the job or the reason I'm quitting right now. So I put my money where my mouth is. What we got next, we got uh, the Western, uh, I'm sorry, these are the Northern Divisions and the Eastern Divisions. Coming out of the North, where Whistleblower went up against the industry collapsed. Coming out of the Eastern Division, well, this is America. Industries are collapsing right now as I speak. And do you know how many people are blowing the whistle right now over here? Not enough. So, in what I can only consider a mild upset, since these were seeds that were two and four coming in, well, whistleblower obviously moves on. Come on! There has to be some integrity in America, right? Not every industry has collapsed. You can still serve people food and make their beds and clean their fucking rooms around here. So, pick up a goddamn mop for fuck's sake and get to work. Or, find out what deviant shit your company is up to and go fucking tell the rest of us. That would be appreciated. (sighs) So, here we are in the championship game. Where, whistleblower is facing because I wanted to. Oh, man, do I want to put Whistleblower in the championship. But you know I can't. We even have laws now that prohibit whistleblowing, that penalize whistleblowers. And have you seen what's happened to the real whistleblowers? Like uh, uh, Bill Bailey or uh, or Bill Bennett. It's Bill Bennett, I think. I'm sorry. I I should not be running whistleblowers off the top of my head because, unfortunately, Edward Snowden, I just don't know them well enough. He should be pardoned so much so. But Julian Assange, I just think whistleblowers are getting shafted. Because those who don't want the whistle blown have all the shafts. So if you put your derriere up in the air, someone's going to drill a shaft down your posterior. Just get ready for it. And so, while whistleblowing might be the single greatest reason available in America to quit your job, I still got to come down to it. Because I fucking wanted to. That's why I quit. And apparently, Phoebe doesn't even find that an interesting reason. But I do, because in exactly nine days, I will have done that once again, uh, so I heard you're leaving. Where are you going? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Well, why'd you quit? Because I want to do. Hey, hey, universe. Hey, it's been like, I don't know, 45 seconds since I finished my bracket and watched that championship game where, because I wanted to, Squeaked by whistleblowers? Ah, because I wanted to, Phoebe. But having left you with that little bit of, uh, what can we call that? Cynicism, um, American style work angst, um, uh, 24 minutes of time you'll never get back in your life. You could call it all that, right? But instead of calling it all that, I'm going to call it a bag of chips. I'm kidding. Um, And that was a terrible joke. I apologize. Fuck, that was a terrible joke. But that's the kind of joke that your cousin tells and looks around the room like it's the most clever thing he's ever fucking said in his life. And you're like, dude, that's not even funny. As a matter of fact, that's rather pathetic that you said it publicly. Because we all thought it and we all said, nope, I'm not going to say that because that's fucking stupid. Until you said it and then we thought... God, I hate my cousin. He always says such stupid shit. Okay. Probably. But, having said some stupid shit coming down to reasons to quit your job, I thought I would read out my parting words of wisdom to my coworkers, all of whom um, I'm about to leave behind. And I don't want to leave you behind without 
at least reinforcing some of the good that happened between us. So here's what I hope all of my employees can uh, at least take to heart as something that I was trying to embody, if nothing else, in the corporate workplace. Number one, I say to all of them, when life gets challenging because it's knocking you down repeatedly, remember the only thing that matters is you will always be strong enough to get the fuck up. Uh, yeah. Nothing can drive your spirit of life out of you. That's what makes killing yourself such an <laughs> impossible task. No matter how difficult and horrific the circumstances are you're facing, taking yourself out of the equation is something that just isn't available. Because you'll always be able to mount a comeback. So whatever's got you feeling like it just isn't worth it is the only thing that you need to realize isn't worth it. You'll always become a stronger person for having been knocked down. So when you're getting knocked down, give yourself a break. Realize that this instance is probably something you planned to teach yourself something about moving through difficult circumstances. And then go face those difficult circumstances with all of the interior fortitude you've got. So that as you move through that and reinforce that which makes you strong, you grow stronger. But I didn't say all that. I just said that first part. Number two. This should have been number one. I agree, but... I wanted to lead with the bad news and then get to the good news. Be a good human always. And be a great one whenever possible. And I think if I were to do my headstone right now, tombstone, whatever that piece of rock is, this wouldn't be a bad one to go down with. Because we're always trying to be a good human. We're not always succeeding, but we're always trying. But when the possibility to be a great human being is in front of you, don't pass that by. Engage. Trust me. Number three, guilt, shame, and the grudges they inspire can ruin your life if you let them. So don't let them. I've already spoken about this in this recording, so we'll move on. Four, that said, try to forgive yourself and those around you for anything and everything. This, I think, is... The true secret to living a great life is to have a huge puddle of forgiveness to splash around in. Forgive everything and see how much better your life gets. Number five, and not the last one, but almost the last one. The moment you have right now, the one you're wasting reading this nonsense, well, that's the only thing that matters in life. So always make the most out of this exact moment, the one you're living right now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, that could have been the whole thing, right? Finally, and most importantly, promise me you'll do everything in your power to love yourself unconditionally, by which I mean more than anything else in this world, even more than your fond memories of the times we enjoyed working together. Trust me, you've earned every unconditional bit of it. Until we cross paths again, kindly, me.